bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about the week in reality TV. And grr, grr, it's only Tuesday. Grr. And it's already been a crazy week. Grr. Just a crazy ass week, okay? I Airbnb'd my home for a month to, to Sandy and her daughter from hey, Indiana. Sandy. Wondering if they're big Mike Pence fans. I'm crossing the fingers and hoping they're not. I wonder if they're Pete Buttigieg fans. Um, I'm, I hope they are, yeah. actually. I really do, because God knows they're going to see lots of big, dikey pictures of you all around. <laughs> There's pictures of Johnny. Uh, not that Johnny screams gay, but you definitely do. Yeah. I just feel like my entire house just says, like, homo lover. I don't know, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. Let's mm. hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. Well, they're going to love it. They're going to walk in and be like, what a delightful head. Wait a minute. <laughs> now, the daughter's name's Mary. And, and she's in sand, a sweet gal. She's really worried about safety. And I'm just like, your oh. daughter's name Mary. You're worried about safety in Burbank. Are you religious? Yeah, I mean, no. I love. I, now, you know I love Mary's. I yes. love the name Mary. My grandma's name is Mary. And you love Mary's, as in gays. I love Mary's and Mary's. Mm -hmm. And I always want to name my daughter Mary. Um, because my grandma's name is Mary, and I just think it's so pretty. Mm. And um, so maybe they just think it's a pretty name, like myself. Maybe yeah. it's a family name. I'm maybe sure. it's not a Bible name. But basically, <laughs> I mean, what it, it means is <laughs> exactly what it means is, um, we are roommates for the month for mm -hmm. like the nine hundredth time. This is not our first rate rodeo. No, and it's not our first rodeo in the middle of the summer. <laughs> and yet, it feels like the first time. I mean, because we're sweating, we're carrying in bins and Trader Joe's bags filled with T-shirts and mm -hmm. bathing suits and sunglasses. <laughs> I'm, and then I know Julie's carrying Shoes. it in, sweating, and is like, why does she need this much stuff? <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Look at all the stuff I have. I mean, and wouldn't it be hilarious if two weeks down the road, I end up moving? Won't that be fun? You're definitely apartment hunting. Yeah, you'll be thrilled you have a live-in helper. <laughs> oh, right. who's like micromanaging right. you like that doesn't go in that <laughs> um i mean god knows i have a phd in the micro menage i mean just it just comes micro menage yeah, com micro menage yeah. it comes natural guys it really does well when you know what you're doing you can't help it when you're around somebody who never knows what they're doing it's like there's delegating and then there's micromanaging and i just become like you know a nightmare but what I, I think more I think it's more that I'm a person <laughs> who brings out a need to, for someone to micromanage because it is if you are dealing with someone who doesn't have an IQ like at all. Well, I think when you're on your own. Yeah, it's better if I just text you and tell you what to do, <laughs> you know, so maybe uh -huh. we'll, if we if you end up moving, maybe we'll do that. But 
for now i'm <laughs> i'm i'm here my shit's everywhere we're gonna try to organize it and get it all i'm gonna make some room in the shower i mean god for a woman with short hair who doesn't really even oh we'll just move all that shit. I, mean, I just figured you would you just have, move it the you way have you want a it. lot of things in the shower well, I'm a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> and so. I'm like, I'm like, she doesn't even really do a skincare regimen, so I don't know. No, it's body wash <laughs> and shampoo and a couple face, wa- face but washes. But there's lots it. of them. Yeah, because I can't stop. <laughs> I mean, Collecting? I'm stopping now. But yeah, I mean, I have to get two of everything. I have then I sometimes I'm like, I'm done with that. I want something else. Yeah. Well, we're now we're now cupboard shopping and cupboard eating. So I'm mm-hmm. going to put those aside and then you'll you'll return to them. But right. Um, we got some awesome treats, uh, for our month long slumber party. Mm-hmm. Some majorly awesome treats from some major Patreon celebrities. I mean, I, I uh, th- sometimes you open a, a, a box and you're like, I'm just taken aback. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, I'm just taken aback. Like when Ashley Ryder sent the office supplies oh, with the note, that was a good one. with the note written on yes, the on, on the, the, on the on legal the pad, yeah, so genius. I mean, and we were so deep in our feelings. It was like the only time we smiled last summer and laughed. It was, but and this one was as insane. I I, I honestly didn't. And there were two boxes, and I. I couldn't for the life of me think of what was in either one of them. And I could not have fathomed. Well, the first box was already big. And, yeah. And I talked about like carrying it out and like the tape ripping. Like, cause mm-hmm. I don't usually pick up the packages because they're heavy and I just need Julie to do it mm-hmm. and put it in her truck. And, um, but this time I did it, it was a big box and it was ripping and I was like lazily carrying it and carrying my dry cleaning and, um, so we brought it and I was like, don't open it yet. So it was sitting here. It was big and she wanted to open it. <laughs> of course. She wanted to open it. Well, then I guess like two days later, I got a call from the French people. Mm-hmm. They're like, hello, Brandy. Um, you need to come here right away because there's something in here. We can't even. It's too big. It's as, as big as a house. It's as big as this whole. Uh, <laughs> it's as big as a whole store, Brandy. We can't have it in here. You have to come get it right now. I mean, literally. So I get the message. I'm at work. Shut it. I'm at work and I'm like, um, I'm like, I call back. Andre answers. Okay, not Ruth. Oh, right. And Andre Hello, will Bundy. not. Yeah, he will not play, honey. This is a big of you. You have to come get this with no. He like literally like the motherfucker practically threatened me. He's like, this needs to go today <laughs> or it will be getting returned. We will burn it in fire. That <laughs> yeah. we, have, but, uh, we have fire for special for when packages are too big, uh, but Miss Brandy. So you need to come get this right now. So I was like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to make it by five. And I would really appreciate it if you would extend your hours because they're annoying. <laughs> they are. And annoying. add Sunday, please. Plus, he's also like, I've measured. I have measured it four times. It is 14 by 22. <laughs> yes. It fits only into one corner. The one corner I have uh, had to build myself for the actual baggage. So yeah, he's going to charge us. Oh, by the day, way, I went in there. It's one dollar. When I got the other package and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you can hang your dry cleaning like. I was like, it's fine. I just like literally threw it, you know, in the green bag it comes in or uh-huh. that you pay special yeah. like like gym tan laundry. I like mm-hmm. tossed it. I was like, I don't care. Just where's the shit? <laughs> and she's like, no, hang it. So she goes and hangs it. There's like a special thing for your laundry. I mean, for your dry cleaning because it's next door. And she's like, oh, it's it's our anniversary. OK, he's not there. Oh. It's just her. She points at this gold balloons that say 50 years. Oh, and she's okay. like, it's our anniversary. They're at the back of the, the mailbox place. And she's like, he doesn't want me 
he doesn't want me he wants me to get rid of those and he doesn't want me telling he doesn't want people in our business and I go oh, yeah he probably wants to pretend you've only been together 25 years so he doesn't seem 900 <laughs> and she's like I don't care you know I don't care I'm proud of it Brandy <laughs> we've been through so much together I want everyone to know 50 years we're friends you know what that means so oh and she told me it means he cheated on you she told me um yeah she told me People come in here, they have their son, they moved here from France for their son, right. he was in Burbank, he works probably at Warner Brothers, he has one son, mm. um, and he's married, he has his one son, who I, who I said, your baby grandson, and she's like, he's nine now, he's a full grown man, she said he's a full grown man, I swear to God in my life. And that's he's what, a full grown man, <laughs> that's I, we don't know what to do with him, it's his puberty, we don't know what to do, it's stinky and all jizzy, we don't yeah. know what to do with it, Brandy. So she's like, something, I don't know what it was, but she somehow came up and she's like every day is mother's day you need not people come in here with packages on mother's day every day is mother's day your mother wants needs to hear from you every day i really honestly felt like it was phyllis i thought phyllis invaded her body she that's right and i was like the guilt i was like (laughs) oh my god please if my i she i i I, and i know i mean (sighs) the worst but yes you're right we talk to our we talk to our moms you know what i mean we do and um, Pam, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> so she's like giving me this lecture and she's so sweet and I love her. So basically when he called, when I called back about the huge package and Andre answered and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to make it by five. Put it out. <laughs> so they basically, they lock the main part, right, Meow Meow? And then we all have a key, which I don't even have one because that's how much I make Meow Meow do it. That I'm like, you, I can only have one key on my thing for the mailbox. <laughs> I can't be having two keys. It's just too much i can't i like having keys i like yeah, to have she loves them all in a key uh holder a retractable holder on she my definitely belt. wants to clip it to her belt for sure mm-hmm. so you go in the front door and there's mailboxes that you can access at any time mm-hmm. but then they keep the packages on the inside right because people will steal them right he they think right. so at this point i'm like that motherfucker he will he will put it in the parking lot if i don't <laughs> yeah. so i go put it out in the front part by the mail thing Oh, he said to sign it and throw the thing through. Did you do it? I forgot to tell you. No. Oh, great. Well, he brought. He. They said sign it and toss it. I forgot. Sure, well, they probably took a piece of paper and signed it. And yeah, I mean, it's like he would do anything to get that other. So he puts it basically where anyone can steal it. Yeah. And we just. I'm like, I know they have cameras. Yeah. And you know what? I yeah, wish absolutely. a motherfucker would because yep. we can then roll up on their house and punch them in the throat. That's right. And that's what we want to do. Yeah. We're like picking fights with street people, mm-hmm. with like drifters. Just yeah. to like get a fucking hard on. At hey, this does point. um uh, does Jasper live here? Hi, hi. How are you? Hi, yeah. Hi. No, no, no. I'm not selling anything. I just came by to get my shit. <laughs> my shit. So if you wouldn't mind backing up from the door, I'm just gonna go ahead. Oh, I see. Oh, I see it. That big huge box. You're right using there. it as a TV stand now because it's <laughs> yeah. the size of a coffee table. Did you draw drawers into that? <laughs> I think you did, and I think we all know that you did, so I'd like it if you would get out the way so I can get the box. Move. Get out the way. <laughs> so, so okay, so Meow Meow, he puts it out. At the end of the conversation, I go, happy anniversary, <laughs> just to fuck with him because you know he's so mad. That's great. Yeah, I said it. I was like, Ruth, I got your back, bitch. I got your back, And bitch. did he say anything? No. He said, oh, you too. You too? <laughs> he said you too. You too. <laughs> so what's, what's happening with your anniversary? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we fuck with him so hard, right? Man, man, we go oh, in there like, we, I constantly make jokes and he ignores it. He doesn't want to no, do jokes. at all. Yeah, 
but I won't stop. Last well, time I went in there and I was like, how many packages do we have? And he was like, let me check. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. He's never trying to deal and nope. we never stop. Mm-mm. We never stop the needling. No. The like wedgies. We no, do all, all like, you know. Noogies. Yeah. Metaphorical like mm-hmm. bullying to him. But he's he's a handsome yeah. French. And you know what? We don't care. Your French attitude, we love it. I love it in France. I love it here. I want him to treat me like shit. Mm. I get off on it so hard, and then we just don't care. She's so great. She's so sweet. Yeah. Thick eyebrows. Her whole thing. They always wear the same color shirts. <laughs> Is it their uniform? They. I don't know, but they always wear a powder blue button-down yeah. top. And his is beyond crisp. It's made of crisp. Yeah, it's made of like Ratatouille. Like literally, I mean, he's in Rat- starring in Ratatouille. Yeah. His shirt is so starch and perfectly. Her eyebrows ironed. are they, are they tattooed on or are they like micro needled on? That I don't know. I'm gonna have to look the next microblading. Time. I don't know, but she does it, and we love her. I mean, live and die for Ruth. So you get the package mm-hmm. now. I don't know how you did it without a dolly. I'm still recovering. Yeah. from carrying it. You guys, it's the size of a coffee table. I'm not kidding when I said someone could use it as a TV stand. It's yes. literally in college. You put a sheet over it and you go, just put the TV on it. Absolutely. It's enormous. And I don't know how you got it into this place from your car. I'm, I, I, I mean. So I walked I, in. I was like, okay, where's, oh my God. It was fucking huge. And heavy. Never in my life. And I was like, oh my God, I'm surprised they didn't like kick us out of the mail place. Cause he takes yeah, that so. I know. It's the kind of heavy where one ounce more you can't do it. No, you're like there's just oh, you just keep going. you know what oh, I mean. You know you're like you're like I, I know you must have dragged it. I didn't. Okay. I carried it. Oh my god, that's like incredible Hulk style. Motherfucker was like shirt ripping off. It was incredible shorts Hulk ripping style. off. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was like that was loofering. No, but it, yeah, it completely was. It, well, I dra- I had to. It was the, so heavy. I carried it until the back door, plopped it down, and then had to push it through the door. Yeah, that's where you dragged it. Yeah. Pushed it. Yeah. Okay. I screamed when I saw it. when we opened it, mm-hmm. we fucking screamed at the top of our lungs. Jason Moss. Okay? It was an entire like it. The box inside was as if it was its own environment. It was <laughs> it was, it was like, like a fr- it was like a pantry. It was a pantry. And it said Amazon pantry. It literally had had shelves. Uh huh. It had cordoned off areas like it was. When you could have stacked it up. I mean, basically, she had to like do a whole donation of like useless pots and pans to even fit the goodies inside oh, into the cabinet. Uh, you could have used the box as a cabinet. I could. I can. It was so big that you're like, well, maybe I should save it in case I move. I'm like, we couldn't fill that with anything no, unless we right. filled it with feather or air. I don't know. <laughs> you're right. Because it's too heavy. too heavy. If we filled it with anything of subs, even clothes, it would. there's no way to lift it. I could like put the couch in it. Because you know what? It was filled with basically... <laughs> chips Mm -hmm. and it was still so heavy so here's what was going on you guys (laughs) jason moss this motherfucker he just sent us a 200 dollars e card i don't know how he's doing it he's an angel a butch gay angel Mm -hmm. from heaven Mm -hmm. and i just can't take it so it had cheez it's doritos funyuns Cheat. I mean, I'm talking extra large. These aren't regular sizes no. Doritos. These aren't uh, goldfish. The, it was the family fun extra picnic style yes. car size. Like the goldfish could feed a two year old for a year. Oh, and it's going to. It's yeah. going to feed a two year old. Um, it's going to feed you for the for summer two, for, for a couple days. Yeah. So um, 
the granola bars, a huge thing of granola bars, mm-hmm. the classics that get everywhere. Yep. Nature's Valley, where the meme is, how much is your life falling apart? One to Nature's Valley granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And and that's and that is why we love them, because our life is that crumbly and crumbling down. I have to eat it over the trash. Yeah. No, or outside. Well, well, if you ever eat it in the car, <laughs> no. you will open the window of the car, stick your whole head and hands outside yeah. the car and eat it outside the car. Because I don't want to like do that to your car. So we love those. And then three, not one, not two, three 12 packs of Diet Coke. Yeah. And now that, that's just like sending actual Coke. Yeah. Right. Cane. Because <laughs> Diet Coke is so addicting. Oh, please. And I was like, no, meow, meow. You said already putting it in the fridge. She's like, <laughs> I'm like, you're trying to quit soda. And you're like, Psh, don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. I was like, um, I have like not eaten for a week and whatever. <laughs> and then this thing came and I'm like, got my period. Had three Diet Cokes. I don't just fuck it. I mean, you know, Jason, you don't even want to know this bitch made up some. And please don't don't write. Don't email. Don't call and don't text. <laughs> She made up some imitation crab <laughs> salad. We busted out the Cape Cod jalapeno, sweet jalapeno chips, mm. and we dipped it in the imitation crab, and we were living, yep. livinger. Yep. I mean, Jason. Delicious. I was like, we're basically eating hot dogs and chips right now. And Julie's like, mm-hmm, this yep. is good. And we were like, this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> this is living. All because of Jason. And Jason's laughed there like, I never said you could eat the imitation crab. <laughs> So, you know what? You either love it or you hate it, and we're not going to fucking be ashamed no. any longer. We are no longer going to stay in the imitation crab meat closet. No, we're not. No, we're, we're not. not. And I'm going to go proudly when this batch is gone. I'm going to buy more of it. I eat and it in the grocery go- store. I walk by and I take a piece out of the salad bar and I eat it, and then I play it off oh, like I'm not eating yeah. it because that's even grosser. But I just, I've never even really <laughs> let bought me just it. Taste, let me just taste this and make sure it's okay. <laughs> I just need to nibble on this for a second. You mind? When Mama had it, I was like, you have this? I've never actually bought it. I just eat it in the grocery store. And she's like, I had it frozen. We're doing cupboard shopping. Yeah. It, you know what? It tastes everything. exactly the same as it did. Pre- not oh, my frozen. God. I mean, I've, <laughs> I mean, not for nothing. I did get rid of practically everything. Yeah. It made me know you can freeze up hot dogs. Get those. What's the Jewish ones? A Hebrew national. Get the Hebrew nationals. Freeze them. Well, that's what we it always did. It tastes the same. My, my mom, mom, too. Always they were frozen. <laughs> and then she'd too. boil them in water and be like, here, and throw them at us. Yeah, it tastes the same. I want someone to throw a Hebrew national at me right now on 4th of July. <laughs> that sounds so good. I love those love we're getting them for i had those in my freezer too and i ate those at some point did you just do like a solo ketchup dip or what how'd you do it zero not a condiment <laughs> that's when you know you're hungry for meat. you got the hungries you're hungry for meat. you're gonna eat it like a ch- like basically like a chicken finger and that is what i did but it's a pre-brew they national. last two days i'll have three a day <laughs> my mom used to feed them to the dogs and i was like mom the dogs have 15 tumors and that's because they're eating hot dogs for dinner and those aren't that's not meat um, so we will not be eating any more imitation crab when the salad's gone right. because God knows we're going to get like a lump growing out of the side of our neck. Oh, I already have one. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably from the hot By dog. The that's probably from the hot dogs. Yep. So Jason, thank you. It was absolutely in the, in the record book for like the shocking, the hilarious, shocking, all the pure it. joy of like the hilarity of it. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Then Justin Atkinson, who is our boo for the ages. We finally, we've known him and loved him forever. We finally met him with his boo, Cruz, mm-hmm. in Austin. Um, they gave us this picture of them in front of um, a, like a wall that was like an Instagram kind of wall that says like, I fucking hate you or I fucking love you or something on yeah. it. I don't know what the picture says, what the painting says. because, 
But Justin, we love you so much. He sent us um, enormous again because that box was huge. We thought that was all we had to yeah, do. With. That uh, was that the one I carried of, and fell apart and yeah. I was throwing it in the car. And it was heavy and was like, what is in here? Two huge things of Keurig pods, like literally like 80 each. 80 each. And like, in fact, I'm going to have one right now, actually. <laughs> um, it's so good. Donut shop and French roast. Yep. Not the regular brand. Not the brand I've ever seen of Donut not shop. Not Green Mountain Valley no. dye. It's some other brand I've never heard of. I've tried them both. Both good. I, me too. And I'm gonna about to have one right now. <laughs> um, Justin, so sweet we already have the fucking irish creamer popping we are going to have the coffee game we're doing iced coffee no we're gonna have to buy ice yeah <laughs> okay well we will buy ice and then we're gonna be iced coffee hot coffee iced coffee hot mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. and we're gonna be eating doritos and drinking coffee like <laughs> old people do okay straight old people <laughs> it was such a nice treat so funny and great and um if you guys want to be part of the community that um, buys us treats and hears about them, <laughs> join our Patreon, please. Yes. We are um, offering an hour-long podcast for a dollar. And if you pay $2, you'll get two hour-long podcasts. That's right. So head on over to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. There's a few free ones. Listen, see if you like it. We don't talk about politics. We talk about everything else under the sun. And um, it gets, gets Just crazy. like this intro. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get to Eye of the Shit Storm. You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. So, this week, the shit storm is raging over Iran? Iran. <laughs> Iran? Iran. Once again, Iran? Iran. Iran Aro? Iran. I can't even remember where the drama was at last week, but so far this week, Iran shot down an unmanned American drone and Trump immediately called for military strikes against Iran in retaliation for the for the downing of the drone. But at the last minute, he called off the strike, saying the expected casualty toll would have been disproportionate to Iran's downing of the unmanned spy drone. Okay, well, every single person with half a brain who was paying any attention at all called bullshit on that bullshit, okay? (laughs) The military does not approve and plan a strike on anyone at any time without knowing exactly how many people are going to die. Mm -hmm. They don't load up their planes and tanks and shit and then go, oh, snap, a flash mob just showed up doing the Macarena for Howie Mandel's birthday. We better call this off. I always think of Howie Mandel when I think of flash mobs because... He had this dumb fucking show. Every show he's ever been on is dumb. But he had this show where they would do flash mobs on people. And it was like... I vaguely remember It was like a practical joke show. But like... It was something around... What was it? Like 150... 150 people. And I'm sure... uh, Yes. It was allegedly 150 people. And I guarantee the conversation went like this. What's the Secretary of State's name? Pompeo? Uh Or what's the mustache guy's name? Bolton. And he's defense? Or no, he's... Uh, Yes. Homeland Security? He's defense. He is? Oh, so he replaced uh, old um, Mad Dog Mattis? Didn't he? He might be something. He might be Homeland Security. But, um... So I think those two jokers showed up and were like, well, I mean, you can do the strike, but, like, at least 150 civilians are gonna die. And he's like... I don't care. 
<laughs> of course he didn't care. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. They're going to shoot down a drone. They're, they're bitches. They're bitches and they got to die. And when their regular people get killed, then they'll stop trying to fuck with us. And then it went on and went on and they were like, sir, sir, I really don't think we should do this. What is he? National security advisor. Okay. Yeah. So he took over for Mike Flynn. Right. After whoever 50,000 people replaced Michael Flynn and right. then it was him. So he's national security advisor. So he didn't have to go through Congress. He just got to be take his mustache and get on. <laughs> so I think they were like, sir, 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 you can't do this. And then at the last minute and it was literally like I thought it was like apparently within, 10 minutes. Yeah, it was like within a half hour of going to do it. Yep. He called it off for whatever reason, because Putin called and yeah. was like. I need you not to do it because we're going to have Russian soups in there and we don't need to be in there. Something happened. Or he was always just trying to like do that thing where you're like, I'm going to do it. And then they were like this. Go right. ahead. We don't care about our citizens. And right. then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to fucking lose the election. I don't care about your citizens either, but I don't. Right. I'm going to lose the election if I go. Because even like no one was really down like no no of course not absolutely not well oh wait and the whole thing is too is that i believe i believe that the way he thinks the only way he knows to get is a from putin and b from george bush jr is start a war right and you'll get reelected because right. once you he gets us involved in a war all the republicans will be like oh i can't i can't give money to infrastructure i can't have these li liberals like trying to take money for schools and like and healthy also, water and also we're not going to take out, we're not going to take out a president who's who's in the middle of the he knows all the stuff yeah. we can't have him come out he's doing the war what we can't have some new person come in and they're going to ruin the war and they're going to pull the troops out and it's going to be right. abrupt and right. yeah exactly and it's going to become a election about the war right. and that's why he's gearing up and right. getting ready and the move was not to kill 150 people because then everyone's gonna be like mm, yeah no we're not really into your war exactly because they shot down a basically a a robot out of the sky and now you want to kill people right exactly so all this drama started on thursday and culminated with trump and mike pence in dueling non-fox sunday morning news show interviews trump did meet the press with vagina mouth chuck todd and our gay-hating hypocrite vice president went on State of the Union with Jake Tapper. Okay, so Trump was on NBC and Pence was on CNN. Mm -hmm. And they pretended that they were there to talk about the escalating tensions with Iran and the sanctions that Trump said he was going to impose on Iran regarding the nuclear weapons and shit. Which, by the way, he did, in fact, impose yesterday, Monday. And basically, the sanctions are on Iran's military um, leaders, like their military like generals and shit, who shot down the drone. I don't know. You're but, sanctioned. You, yeah. sir, Sashi, Fessy, yep. Boo Boo, Reza, <laughs> exactly. Asa, MJ. MJ. You're all <laughs> sanctioned. Duel, that means duel. dick. <laughs> duel. Oh, uh, version. all the duels should be sanctioned. Yeah. So, yes, basically, he said, you're sanctioned. And then their supreme leader, whatever the fuck, you know, <laughs> Dodi Al-Fayed. I'm just trying to drag up any Middle Eastern name I know. And is he even Middle Eastern? Oh, I think I he don't is. I know what he I was. I thought he was. Wasn't he, wasn't he French? Oh. I don't know what he was. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know what he was. Anyway, whoever the supreme leader is, they basically, like, sanctioned some shit where he can't get the financial, um, like, access to resources they that's what they always say any sanctions that right. mean anything are just you they fuck with their money right but going in and being like to the military people like you're sanctioned they're like okay we don't care <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not our boss yeah. 
we live here. You live there. We're going to shoot your drones when they come into our airspace. Fuck off. So what do you think that's going to do for <laughs> us? You don't know what we, we do, what we want here. We do what we want. So after Trump and Pence um, kicked off their 2020 campaign, it was last week. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. It was on Tuesday in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. We talked to fucking evil dick also in Orlando. Um, it was clear that these Sunday interviews were all about one single thing campaigning that's correct absolutely 100 percent. they're like iran shmiran okay let's talk about it for uh, five seconds and then let's get down listen, and dirty. here's the deal with iran the economy here is doing great <laughs> exactly and the unemployment at the is border. the lowest it's ever been we oh, right we obama's the one who started the thing with children at the border the democrats are the ones who are holding it up there it's they're the reason why they don't have toothbrushes blankets they're the reasons they don't have blankets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want to get the money but we can't because they won't give us the money to give them toothbrushes because we said the money you're going to give us is not going to give them toothbrushes. It's going to build a wall. So and that's the deal with Iran. And that is what's going on. with Iran. <laughs> right. So Trump, I believe whole, wholeheartedly was too scared to fucks with Jake Tapper. Oh, now we're t- even now we decided we're going to move our category to society and culture. <laughs> yeah. We've had it in government and organizations and we had it in politics. Um, we're going to move it to society and culture. <laughs> and we decided we're going to talk about this like we're talking about reality TV. Some of you may have seen these interviews. Some of you may not. But either way, we're giving you the fucking recap. Yeah. So um, if you don't know, Chuck Todd's face looks like a vagina and he's three feet tall. <laughs> he's an elfin he vagina. on a booster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is not. Hold on. I don't want to gloss over elfin vagina. I mean. There's nothing you can do to build up Trump more than send in an elfin merkin man. A tiny midgety merkin man. That's all. Trump was on cloud nine. His hair, his hair was that of a caricature. It was that picture they draw where he has like fish lips Mm -hmm. and they're pursed out and his hair goes that swoop. He looks like a fish. His hair was doing the thing that they do in like the Sunday papers or whatever. Thank you for coming on the show, President Trump. <laughs> Is that the midgety Merkin man? <laughs> We're excited to have you on the show, President Trump. And I have many questions that I want to ask of you. First of all. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. That's what it looked. That's what it sounded like. That's what it looked like. And Trump looked seven feet tall. Seven feet tall. He looked like the fish man. The hair was <laughs> pushed to the front. <laughs> and then swooping back. Swooping in a, back. In a been like, look like a, look like a duck bill. He looked like, yeah. And it was mm-hmm. rock hard. Oh, the Aquanet, the the Tresemme, and Morris. He had fourteen <laughs> clips in it. Yeah, I mean, like the everything. netting. Then he definitely had spanks on. I mean, it was just. Well, he was on cloud nine because Chuck Todd. I know that he was like, I'm not going to do Jake Tapper, but I'll go do old Merkin Man. Yeah, I know. because he's not scared of Chuck Todd. I was like, I'm going to ask you some questions, President Trump. Here's what they are. I want to ask you. I'm very, very angry with you. Very angry. Yeah. And he's whining and yelling and and bitching. And yeah. we weren't feeling it. No. I mean, we were texting like, why is he? Why is he doing that? I mean, the, the interview has been getting a lot of backlash and it's like. And some people are like, oh, Chuck Todd didn't come for him enough. And I'm like, that's all Chuck Todd did was he well, he came for him. But then he didn't really. It was like he was like, look at this chart. Look at this chart. okay? (laughs) I have the unemployment's what here. Look at this. See. And then Trump would go. Yeah, well, that's it's gone. It's better with me. And you know, unemployment and there's six million new jobs. And don't you understand? And then Chuck says, but this 
Okay. Well, here's the next thing I want to talk <laughs> you about. You can't get with a like, guy what? who wrote The Art of the Deal. I mean, if he's anything, he's a good salesman. He's he's a liar. He's on he's only exists like on the very outskirts of his body, like just on the exterior epidermis of the skin layer. There's no no depth and he's going to sit back and relax and sell you, you know, a lady in a white dress, a ketchup popsicle. He <laughs> can do that. That's his skill. He has a skill set. He doesn't right. He doesn't not possess a skill set. He has one. Right. And it's that. Yes, it is that. And he, the look on his face was like, you could, if you really uh, like watched him and checked out, like, yeah, I want to test you about this and I want to tell you about that. And then the look on Trump's face was one of just like, like. (laughs) You're doing it, but I don't know how to describe it. Come on, little man. Okay, little man. Yeah, like, like a subtle yeah, subtle yeah. He was, he was eating him. He was eating him alive. Subtle. Just Trump owned him. Owned, he owned him. Owned. And so I'll play you the clip, but it's like, and then we're going to follow that clip up with Mike Pence on Jake Tapper and show you how it's really done. And I mean, listen, <laughs> we don't let Jake Tapper off. The motherfucker has a lisp. Mm-hmm. His hair is bouffanting. It's gray. <laughs> Sometimes it's dark. It's the gray changes. The wave changes. He draws cartoons at the end. Thank you, Vaif. Uh, President Pence for being here. <laughs> yeah. um, but he does stay even. He is. He knows all his facts. He's incredible. And yeah. and, uh, and now, honestly, like a toddler could own Mike Pence, but I believe for sure he could have owned Trump. Yeah. Casually. And 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 when I say casual, I mean relaxed. Right. Trump was so relaxed. Chuck Todd, like he drank a bunch of coffee and was he couldn't he couldn't handle this man who has done deals and talked to right he just couldn't he was out of his league and i'm sorry chuck sorry not sorry i mean what's the other guy from from meet the press that everybody tim russert or something uh, i can never remember i don't i don't know it's like i feel like one guy came on and called chuck todd tim he did I'm feeling that um and he meant to say todd but it's like that's his last name so here's here's him at his at his i just randomly picked this and because you can it you can just you know it's like opening the Bible and dropping your finger. It's you can find a, an annoying part. Of <laughs> Tim it. Russert, yes. Oh, Russert, is that what I said? Yep. Oh, sweet. Okay, so here we'll see. Like I said, I just randomly picked this, and okay. we'll just see if it's annoying. Okay. Why aren't you doing some of it? Are they you are, ready? Are you, they are in terrible shape down there, Mr. President. Down in oh. Homestead, Florida, that's where I grew up. It's it, um, the, these, okay. the, the conditions are terrible. I agree. I agree. And it's been that way for a long time. Do something. Like and President time. Obama built the cages. President Obama built a cage. <laughs> okay, okay, Chuck. President Obama built the cages. Okay, Chuck. Why are you doing? Why are you doing something, Mr. President? Why are you doing something? You have to do something, about it, Mr. President. You have to do something, please, sir. Please. I mean, did you see how he didn't finish a sentence, Mr. The way he said, Mr. President was. He was emotion. He was he added yes. emotion into right. the thing, right? Into the interview, which he shouldn't have done. And had he added, and had he had emotion, he needed to keep it. Um, covered up. Trump isn't going to respond to any kind of like, please, like, don't you understand, sir? Yeah, Mr. Don't Pre- you? Yeah, yeah. Th- this is horrible what's going on. Don't you understand? It sounded like Annie. Uh, yeah. You're doing it and it sounds like Annie. <laughs> yeah. Please, sir. Please. Please, can I have my dog, sir? It's Sandy. <laughs> it's Sandy. Come here, Sandy. Come here, Sandy. <laughs> that is what it sounds <laughs> That's exactly like. what he fucking that sounded like. like. Yeah. Uh, was- I have to listen to it again. Okay, because you guys have to see see how he never cha- he never he, finishes his sentence. He goes, but just, just, just uh, but okay, right. 
Why aren't you doing something about it? They are, 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 they are Why are you doing something about it? Down there, Mr. President. Down in Homestead, Florida, that's where I grew up. It's, it, the, these, okay. the, the conditions okay. are terrible. I agree. Okay. And uh, it's been that way for a long time. Do something. Obama was the one, <laughs> Chuck. Obama was the one who built the cages, Chuck. Obama was the one. Why are you doing something? He... It's just, he, and he's he stuttering around. A, yeah. Yes. He wouldn't finish a thought. He, was, he must have maybe smoked a bowl because it's that that's that classic SNL um, with, with the Portlandia guy who's like who goes and he never gets to the point like where it's my favorite right. one where it's like, yep. OK, so at the end of the day, when you when you try to take the cows and you want to get the milk. <laughs> OK, the bottom line is these cows. <laughs> what I'm getting at is and he never, ever fuck. And that's right. what he's doing. He was talking to Donald Trump like somebody who can be um, reasoned with by emotion. <laughs> and Donald Trump will not be reasoned with by emotion. He won't be reasoned with by, don't you understand? Or And he's like, I agree. Right. Like he's a child. Yeah. Owning. Owning. Like, come on. T- do, you need a, do you need a hug, Chuck? The only do you need way- a hug? And because he's seeing that as weakness. Of course. As um, crying Chuck, another Chuck right. who cried, Chuck right. Schumer. Right. Come on. Don't make us look like freaking, you no. know. You can not only say the word. It's offensive to everyone in one way or the other. <laughs> it really is. He needed to only be factual because it would be the only thing that he would be able like, to. Well, we're going to do Jake Tapper. But let me just say, I wasn't going to say it, but I will. He's being a pussy. And how can he not? His face looks like one. <laughs> So <laughs> that's what happens. You look like a pussy, you're going to be a pussy. Right. Right. And most people don't really look like pussies. Most people don't. And he, we call him vagina man, you know, for a reason. So I want to encourage you guys, even if you don't want to listen to the interview, because it really is mind numbing. And you've got to just click on, check out Chuck Todd's vagina face. <laughs> check out Trump's very aggressive tanning goggle. Oh, the tanning goggle circles are off the chain. Get some fucking bronzer and just cover his eyes and I under eyes. I don't understand it. Even out the skin tone. Why don't they? Why don't they? I don't know. Don't you understand? <laughs> Why don't they? Your eyes are white underneath, sir. Don't you Mr. look President. at the mirror. Mr. President, <laughs> don't you understand what you look like? Between the duck bill, the netting, Ugh. the tanning goggles, the fish lips, it's all there. What is the problem? It is all there in its glory and still... We're liking it better than Chuck Todd. We cannot uh, come out like this. Democrats, Democrats, we can't come out like this. And he's certainly not going to have the person who's going to who's going to be grilling the president to be like, but it's you don't. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. You can't you're because Chuck Todd can't. Mm-mm. Jake Tapper has mastered the mastery of I'm talking to they're not dumb, but they're morons. Yeah, they're not dumb, but they're he knows he's intellectual. I mean, honestly, again, he has Mike Pence. He has Mike Pence. But I know that he still would have came for Trump. And by the way, so would Rachel Maddow. Yeah. And God knows we'll fall asleep with that motherfucker. Right. But Rachel Maddow would have bent him over and pegged him. Yes, yes, yes. And and he was too scared to do Rachel Maddow. I know he handpicked Todd. I know he did. Yep. And you know what? Not now, Todd. Not now. Not fucking now, Not Todd. Now, okay, Todd. so <laughs> exactly. So this clip is two minutes. I cut a minute in because I can't with Mike Pence's Bible voice, yeah. and I'll I'll get creeped out. Yeah. I'll feel like I'm been molested. I might have a flashback. I don't know. So it's this is about environment because again, may I tell him what the deal with Iran is? The deal with Iran is this. 
we are the cleanest country (laughs) in the world we have the most jobs we have the best security (laughs) we have the um the best values we have the best god okay we have the best morality (laughs) we have literally the best of everything and with this president in particular he cares about people and he cares about jobs so if you really want to know what's going on with iran it's that right so this portion of that is is um the the chiron says epa rolls back obama era restriction on coal plants so this week even like tons of clean water like we don't even go over this on this podcast because like god forbid we fucking depress everyone but it's like clean water regulations removed right. removed all, like, all of that just go dump and piss and yep. shit and yes. die yeah. dump dead bodies yep. dump dead animals anything so tapper's trying to ask dickhead about this stuff and and he's having none of it but um the own- also he has an earpiece in oh right we forgot let's to mention not that. forget that mike pence has a full earpiece in who gets interviewed and needs an earpiece hmm. and you're going oh. So his CNN owned him so hard. They made him face the camera. And you guys know they won't put the earpiece on the side of the camera. He's right. in a he's in a three quarter shot. Yep. He's not profile and he's not facing the camera. Right. So and they put it on the only ear you can see. Yep. And it's a huge earpiece. And Julie was like, oh, my God, he has a fucking earpiece. And then we wondered if Trump was. But but Trump was not having the earpiece on the facing side. And I believe he doesn't even need one because he I doesn't care. He'll I just lie. Yeah, I don't think he needs one. He doesn't need anybody to give him talking points. He'll just he'll just go off on his own. He doesn't want it. He doesn't and, want to be yeah. told what to and say. He, and he loves interviews. Yeah. And he loves. I know. I agree. And it's I like, agree. OK, I'm the one. I'm the one who brought families together. Yeah. I brought families together. <laughs> and it's together. been that way for okay. a long time. Whatever okay. the thing is, he's okay. just going to say, Obama did that. Obama. I did. OK. <laughs> OK. Uh, OK. I'm the one who brought families together. OK, Chuck. Agree. Chuck. OK. <laughs> I brought families together. Chuck, 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 Chuck. I brought families together. Okay, okay so here's here's um, the vice president of the United States of America. Across this country. But is what people are calling a climate emergency, is it a threat? Do you think it's a threat? Man-made climate emergency is a threat. I, I think the answer to that is going to be based upon the science. Well, the science says yes. I'm well, asking you what you think. There's many in the science that... The science community debate, in your own administration uh, yeah. at NOAA, yeah, I got uh, at, the, at the DNI, they all say it's a I threat. Got it. Look, what the but president you won't, has said, for some reason. what we've said <laughs> is that we are not going to raise utility rates. Remember what President Obama said? But it's not a threat. He, said, he, <laughs> he just said, keeps mumbling in aside. Climate change plan. He said it's necessarily going to cause utility rates to skyrocket, and that would force us into these green technologies. Now you got Democrats force. all running for president that are running on a green new deal that would break okay. this economy. Okay. Okay. So you don't think it's a threat? Okay, okay listen to this. You don't think it's a threat? I think we're making great progress reducing carbon emissions. America mm-hmm. has the cleanest Here we air go. and water in the world. We'll continue to use it's market not true. forces. <laughs> we don't have the cleanest air and water in the world. Uh, uh, we don't. I, I mean, I, I, will you get back to me with some He's laughing at him, you guys. He's so genius. The aside's like, it's not true. It's not true. I got to rehear it again. He's literally laughing. I got to turn this up. Mike Pence even knew that was a lie. I mean, Mike, he was like, Julie, it's not I see true. Julie in the background downing her beer, Mike, I, shotgunning G- her beer behind the microphone, like as this goes on. J- Jake Tapper's laughing was like, that's not true. And Mike Pence was like, uh, look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying, bud. He's we're like, getting there. Uh, somebody's talking to me in my ear. They're telling me what to say. Just give me a break. Okay. But I love the asides. Not true. And then, so you guys listen for the aside and then listen from laughing. It's, 
Jake Tapper's he's he's never been better. He's he's on the top now. He mm. moved to the fucking top of the pops. Use market forces. We don't have the cleanest air and water in the world. Uh, uh, we don't. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, will you get back to me with some statistics? But we're, make, we're making progress on reducing carbon I mean, emissions. Mm -hmm. We're doing mm -hmm. it through technology, okay. through natural gas, okay. through continuing to yeah. support as our administration. So you just rolled back all these clean. These clean <laughs> turn back <laughs> the nuclear energy, clean energy. The answer He's just is mumbling. You just no, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. Of utility okay. rate payers across the country. Comedy. Comedy. Take I mean, it. Do a tight five, Jake. Like you rolled back. You, you, you rolled back regulation. That's fine. Just it's not. You true, took everything okay. away to I make mean, anything it's like, clean. Okay. It's so you, great, you guys. It's so great. It was. Thank God. I didn't even know. You told me, even though I watch. We watch every every Sunday. We yeah. watch. We do watch. We watch Merkin Man. We oh, do. So oh. you know what? We lo I love Meet the Press. I fucking love it. And. um I've never seen Tiny Tot do a sit-down in-person interview. That was no. that was a little jarring. That was a little jarring. I like to see him, you know, where he looks everyone's height. Yes. You got a real close-up on the vagina face. Right. You can really look at the pubes. Uh -huh. You're, he's giving you a russet pube he's, around the mouth. He is. He is. He's, it's, a, it's like a... Um, he and just I'm looking at this picture of them <laughs> sitting in the chairs and his tiny, tiny legs. Oh, yeah. No, I don't... I can't with that. So and then Julie said, oh, my God, Mike Pence is on um, State of the Union and it all got redeemed. And it's like, you know what? Thank God there's people out there doing it right. And hopefully he gets to interview Trump. Oh, God, that would be so good if he got to do that. It really would. All right. Now it's time for gay guys and their feelings. <laughs> Looking cute and feeling cute. What you gotta do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay. It's a present from Jesus every day. Uh, okay. This segment is called Gay Guys and Their Feelings. This week, the gay guy with feelings is Gemma Sadowski. Gemma is not a guy and she's not gay yet. Hey, we always do that. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, Gemma, you probably dipped dipped a toe or a cleat. Um, she is one of our original 14 listeners and she's also a subscriber to our Patreon podcast. We love, love, love Gemma because we love motherfucking British people. That's right. We love people named Gemma. One of your good friends has a daughter named Gemma. That's we love right. her. Mm -hmm. We love that name. And we love Gemma. I mean, she goes way, way, way back. Johnny style. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. Johnny style. Subscribing to our Patreon has many benefits. And one of them for the rich subscribers like Gemma is that you can leave us a gay guys in their feelings message. This is Gemma's first time voicing her feelings, but we hope that she will become a regular contributor to DGP. If that title appeals to you, join our Patreon and you can become a regular contributor too. So let's hear Gemma's gay feelings. Hi, Julian Brandy. Oh. So here are my thoughts, my feelings about Brexit. Um, first of all, thank you so much for letting me do this. Oh my I God. Love you both so much. I love it. Um, and I'll try and keep this short and sweet. So I really want to just talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about the word Brexit, which annoys me a lot. <laughs> and I think it, people don't talk about the word often enough. It seems like it's just part of the part of the furniture 
here now, but I'm going to listen to this in bed later. Word. So it's a blended yeah. word. It's a portmanteau word, like chillax. Or <laughs> more recently, mansplaining. And I, every time I hear it, it kind of kind of hurts me a little bit because she's a teacher. And I think so. I did a bit of research about where it comes from, and it it was first used around like 2012, which seems really long time ago. And um, it's quite strange, really, that um, it was looming in the background so long ago. And 2012 was a really good year um, in London because it was the Olympic year and it was a really, really hot summer. And everyone... They live for really the sun. Happy. And there live. In I mean, she is painting a picture. Literally, she's like, seven years ago, it was a sunny summer and we had the best fucking summer <laughs> of our lives. And yeah, it, was, it just seemed like kind of an odd year for such a such a terrible thing to kind of pop up in the media but there was a person called peter wilding apparently that came up with it yeah that was and, in the um, movie yeah and it was sunny he he was a director of a think tank a british influence think tank which always makes me feel slightly terrified that these people are in the background coming up with things like like brexit word the brexit word um and it apparently also it was going to be brexit for a while mm. and maybe things would have been different because brexit sounds like a breakfast something <laughs> you might have for breakfast like a cereal or something um <laughs> so maybe things might have been different we might not have left but anyway i remember when i first heard um heard the word like sometime before that um i was sitting around with my friends about four in the morning in my own drug den yes oh, oh of course we know what happens at we four in the morning about how things were going in the world and how everything was get, getting a bit weird and uh i remember saying to them that none of this crazy stuff will ever come to be trump won't get in we won't leave the eu it's all just bullshit um in the media and people are just getting a bit carried away with it and, you know, little did I know um, how it would all turn out. And this was probably like 2014, I'd say. And a few months after that, suddenly this word Brexit started popping up in the newspapers. People started using it. And um, as soon as that word became popular, I thought to myself, hmm, maybe this campaign is starting to, to gain some momentum, maybe... Um, it's starting to, to, to get legs, you know... Um, because of this this clever marketing and i really think that that's something important to think about it's like we don't really know so much about the actual issues but we like a nice little neat package and giving it a name like that made it into a to the hot button issue you know that it is today and really i think it goes all the way back to the end of the last decade around 2008 um, during the banking crisis because there's certain type of person that I'll talk about in a moment in this country that became very distrustful of politicians. They felt very disenfranchised from, you know, any kind of conversation about about ident- our identity. That's what and, happened here. Um, exactly. And, and, you know, a lot of politicians, they, they felt were, were spending money and they didn't know where the money was going, this austerity kind of politics and... And all of those things around that time, bankers getting bonuses and and it just led to God. people feeling very, certain people feeling very uh, disconnected and they felt they didn't have a voice. And this word, Brexit, this stupid word, um, <laughs> g- gave them that voice and they didn't really know what they were 
They didn't know what was fucking well, going well, on. They were voting for, but they, they just had a little little bit of political freedom. It's exactly a like here. Of, um, political freedom. And I think that's sort of that's sort of where it all comes from, in my opinion. Now, there's a book that's um, interesting. Now, I was going to lie and say that I'd read this book, um, but then I thought I can't lie to you two. That's what I do, <laughs> though. So my best friend Jimmy get um, Blinkist, Gemma, book, and he told me about it. And there's a very interesting idea in it that there's two types of people in this country. There's somewheres and there's anywheres. And somewheres are people that identify from from being like a, from a place, you know, a bit like my dad. Really, um, they feel very strongly about their their identity, their roots based identity, and they're the ones that feel marginalised, and they're the ones that you know often get um, disrespected um, and and thought of as stupid. And there's you know we all like know about this, but what's more interesting, I think, are the anywhere group, which I guess are people like me. Um, now we feel that anywheres that we're blameless that we've been pushed into all of this stuff <laughs> we're in this big mess because of these idiot somewheres but I feel like the anywheres have got a lot to answer for as well um, and I'm going to just talk about that them very briefly um, I feel like they live um, maybe they're nowheres they live on on social media they don't nowhere engage with politics either they paint some banners and they go out on the street. They watch Bravo. That's just, and then they go to women's marches, Gemma. <laughs> and they, their friends like it. And they, you know, they don't live in the real world. And, and those people are um, quite lazy when it comes to voting. Mm. Um, and they, yeah, they, they're sort of responsible for, for kind of apathy. Um, yes. And a, a, a kind of dis- disconnection as well. And I think that's how we sort of got also ourselves known as into this libertarian. mess. Um, <laughs> and it's how we continue to, to be in the mess, really, because people, those people don't go out and, and vote. Um, so that's here. They think it's enough just to complain, you know, but they don't engage with the political process. And actually, the, it's the somewheres that are engaging with the political process at the moment. Um, and it's a really good book anyway, I, I, I think, as I say, I've not read it. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to believe that I will read it at some point, but I probably won't. Um, she has now, a baby. Lastly, you talked a bit about Theresa May, and, and I don't like her at all. I think actually she was just trying to get a little slice of slice of action. She was just trying to get a bit of a name for herself. You and get she laid. Actually <laughs> um, she actually voted to to remain um, initially, so... Um, you know the the way that she dealt with things wasn't very very good very and I think really she was only only in it for herself so those those tears you know they were crocodile tears mm. um, and I think her speech was was a little bit rich to be honest but there's someone that does want to leave the EU and that's Jeremy Corbyn um, who's like the he's the Labour leader opposition he's like a cool middle class dad he wears like little hat Jeremy Corbyn of the little hats in a shed that he thinks your mum doesn't know about. You know, he's like a cool guy. He's been, he's um, played glass. He's spoken for Glastonbury. You know, students love him, Um, and he's um, he wants to leave um, the EU because he's a radical. You know, and he wants to get things done. You know, I think that's one thing. Is like. You know, if you do want to make a real change and you have all these different people, and I know you know this in the, in the States, you have all these different bodies, government bodies that you have to satisfy. It's really hard, actually, to be refreshing. 
and make a change. And so that's why Jeremy Corbyn wants out. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of other people that may be in it for their own reasons. But, you know, I feel like although I don't personally want to leave the EU, I feel like those are his reasons um, for doing it because, you know, he's a radical, he's a rock star guy, you know. Um, so, yeah, finally, I just, just want to sort of say that, you know, we should we should kind of communicate more the somewheres and the anywheres, you know, and I think um, this is a bit beyond, like, this hot-button issue of leaving Europe. It's actually a, a kind of schism in our country that's been going on for, you know, the best part of a decade, and actually we both need to kind of compromise and meet in the middle. Um, and and I feel like maybe uh, these these divisions will kind of stop appearing so so wide and and so powerful um i think firstly we need to engage with the political process a bit more on both sides we have to stop blaming one side not the other we have to sort of talk to each other a bit more and try and meet in the middle so these are my feelings i don't know if this has really gone anywhere but it's less than uh, it's less than 10 minutes so that makes me very happy <laughs> okay so i love you i love you too so much um and yeah thanks again and i really love what you do with your podcast i think it's a great idea to to start something during these times and um and yeah so i, I hope everyone enjoyed my feelings and please don't write uh, julian brandy emails or, or hassle them in any way <laughs> because they're too precious okay Bye-bye, ta-ta, toodle Love you, Gemma. <laughs> wow. God. That was incredible. Like, I was, um, what's the word when you're mesmerized, mesmerized. and being, yeah, um, she definitely has that kind of speech pattern and God. voice tone. And, and beside, and by the way, not for nothing. Every this is this is exactly how this segment when we invented it this was on our very first podcast uh -huh. this is how this segment was supposed to go they're supposed to call leave a message with their gay guy feelings yes and really other than Brad who just goes off and goes crazy and talks about birds being in the frozen food <laughs> section of Walmart or whatever his was about this was how it was supposed to be I mean that was so thoughtful so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, everything. And she was right. The somewheres and the anywheres do need to come together. The somewheres the same and the nowheres. nowheres. And it's the same exact thing that happened here. The same exact thing. So which goes to show you that it's the same exact thing everywhere and people just need to get it together. Well, I want to say uh, to that point, um, it just reminded me, she said that, that we, they should talk more mm -hmm. and engage more. And I mean, here anyway, the somewheres... And the nowheres are um, barely speaking. Barely. And it's gotten so gross. And I don't know what it's like there. If um, Because we have yet to meet. No one, and no one who listens to this podcast is a fan of Theresa May. We're right. going to read um, from another Patreon subscriber named Harry who wrote us a letter. Um, aside from Gemma, who just had to go off on Theresa May after we like were like, it's sad that she cried. Yeah. And, um, but I just want to say um, Barry Weiss, who really is a douchebag, but every time she goes on Bill Maher, she's so good. And um, she's just very thoughtful. And um, I mean, she I don't even like her. And she and she said this one thing about social media that I yeah. recorded off TV yeah. 
edited on my phone. I spent a whole Friday night editing that shit on iMovie on my phone and then tweeted it and she retweeted it. And I looked at it when I was I was writing this quote down from Bill Maher and I found that I went to go find a video of this because I was like, oh, maybe I should just not write this down and just tweet a video and then I'll know it reached everyone. So I looked for videos and the only one I found of her on Twitter was the one I did and it's been retweeted like 680 <laughs> times. It's like crazy. I was like, oh, I had no idea that like went and, but she retweeted it. Um, but she's the kind of person that because she's a writer and I guess she writes for the New York Times, she's able to just like encapsulate like the thought so well. Yeah. Like, you know, the echo chamber of social media and all that shit. So right. she said this thing, um, last week when we went to Bill Maher to the, to the dress rehearsal, she was there the next night. So um, it was about basically this moment in time. She said, we are living through a revolution bigger than the Gutenberg revolution. Who knows what that is? Not me. <laughs> but I'm assuming it was a big revolution. She said, everything in America is currently broken. Trump stepped into that vacuum and offered very crude and cruel solutions. Mm. And the problem is that too many progressives are scared to touch the issues that he touches. Now, this is what reminded me when Gemma said the somewheres and the nowheres need to talk more. Too many progressives are scared to touch the issues that Trump touches. They're scared to touch immigration. They're scared to touch borders. They're scared to touch patriotism. They're scared to touch anything that will give them the whiff of xenophobia mm -hmm. and bigotry and all of the rest of the things they're terrified of being accused of. And they need to come up with sensible answers to those things and those questions. And the people that finally step up to the plate, take a risk and take a stand, regardless of those traps, will ultimately win the day. But if progressives continue avoiding those subjects to, to avoid being called those names, people like Trump are going to continue to win. Ooh. Don't you think that that's is good? That is true. Because they can't even speak to immigration without and talk about. The, well, the problem. Yeah. And talk about solutions without right. excluding some people. Right. And unless they're willing to come to the table, go, everybody should be allowed in. Everyone here should be legal. Right. That's the only way people on social media aren't going to come for you. And you've got to find a way to just somebody. The Democratic Party in general has to find a way to like to streamline the messaging and not be scared of that. Right. Stop being pussies. Yes. You know, it's true. So we got another um, email, like I said, apart from Gemma about Theresa May. Um, from a super boo named Harry May Bedell, okay? okay? It's regarding Brexit. He had some gay feelings too, but he wrote them down. Okay. All right. Hi, Julie and Brandy. How's the cleanse going? Sounds like hell. But hey, whatever you need to do to make scrunchy 2019 happen, right? I've just been catching up on the latest episode of DGP, and it's been ear tubular gold as always. Thank you, Harry. <laughs> I play it loud, so it pisses off the neighbors. Anyway... After listening, I felt compelled to share some information with you about Theresa May. I just want you guys to imagine this in a man version of Gemma because he's British, Harry. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I could. But Theresa May. Um, before you close the book on her thinking she deserves any of your sympathies, apart from plunging us in the most uncertain, uncertain and dangerous time, both politically and societally, this country has seen in decades by her complete mishandling of Brexit and self-serving political machinations... As Home Secretary and Prime Minister, her and her party have been responsible for some of the most inhumane and damaging policies. The dismantling of the benefit system and disability allowance, seeing the most vulnerable in society left without support of any kind, now living in poverty, relying on food banks. Slashing public funding to the police force, 
cutting jobs, forcing stations to close, allowing for growing knife crime, and the potential radicalization of those who need police support in their community. Oh, that's crazy. Oof. Allowing the Windrush generation, those are immigrants from the Caribbean post-World War II, to be deported and denied rights uh, or citizenship despite living here since the 40s. It's the exact same thing, guys. It's the exact same thing. Immigrants, fear of immigrants, slashing um, like disability allowances yep. and benefits so that people are homeless. Our homeless yep. population has doubled. Yep. People are living on food banks. Poverty's out of control. Nobody yep. has a living wage. It's exactly like Trump. Yep. Allowing those who died or were affected by the Grenfell Tower fire to go without support and zero legal implications for those responsible. Where were her, her tears then? All caps. Mm-hmm. Add to this that in the past she voted against lowering the age of consent for gay men to match the heterosexual age, voted against the bill to allow gay people to adopt, <laughs> voted to increase tuition fees, and voted against repealing Section 28, which was a piece of legislation that banned the schools from discussing or promoting homosexuality. Wow. Yes, she is a woman. Yes, she has had to resign. But this woman deserves nothing but silence. No sympathy. No plutits. Hmm. Nothing. She will live a comfortable life having once had the most powerful job in the country while the rest of us, the poor, the workers, the victims of her policies will suffer for years to come. Tears? Theresa May, but I fucking won't. Mm. Now it's time for So There's That. <laughs> All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the giant political and cultural shitstorm that we are all living in right now. Okay, Meow Meow, what is your so there's that moment of this wondrous, uh, wondrous week? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this is pretty cut and dry. Okay. So, um, you know. Took a while. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Then I saw this. I don't want to give any credit to the conservative side of the Supreme Court, since, as we know, there's the lawful and trustworthy side where we have the gator and the mayor doing it for the ladies. And then we have the rapists and the pubulists, such as Kavanaugh and Thomas. And Gorsuch. And Gorsuch. Claire, yes, Exactly. Nothing like Clarence Thomas is the pube, <laughs> yeah. the pube drinker, the, the, the pube on the coke. That's and right. then Gorsuch is the um, closeted gold Benz gold driving. Mercedes, yeah. right. Nothing like a gangbang followed by a cold, fresh can of pubes. <laughs> right, Justice Thomas? Oh. Well, this week the court ruled on a freedom of speech case that I honestly was shocked they came to be able to rule in favor. Or in my opinion, they actually served justice. In this hypocritical government that we have, which is fully standing on ceremony, Miss Swan, and constantly moralizing and then turning around and grabbing pussies, it feels like a constant siege or like we're all prisoners in Shawshank Redemption being treated like shit by a corrupt and brutal law enforcer who's also a criminal. With that said, according to the trademark manual of examining procedure. <laughs> okay. Section 2A of the Trademark, trademark Act 
15 USC 1052A is an absolute bar to the registration of immoral or scandalous matter on either the principal register or the supplemental register. What? I'll say it again. No. Can't you explain it? Yes. Basically, the Trademark Act says there is an absolute ban. You cannot trademark or register Uh any material that is deemed as immoral or scandalous in nature. But what do you mean? We So we could make our shirts that say drugs, Mm -hmm. but we can't trademark it. Correct. Okay. Possibly if they deem that as immoral or scandalous. How can they decide what's immoral? Okay. It's like, what are you, the moral police? The the prohibition against the registration of marks that consist of or compromise immoral or scandalous matter was originally enacted as... I wish you fu- didn't copy and paste this. Well, I, I wanted to read it verbatim so that why? you could hear what it says in the Trademark Act. No, I want you to just tell me. Basically, there was a trademark act in 1905, and it basically said you can't trademark anything that's scandalous or immoral. Okay. Okay. The word scandalous is interpreted by looking to, quote, its ordinary and common meaning. So there's a whole thing about what's scandalous, what's immoral. So did they just look in the dictionary? There's a whole thing. Okay. So So who, what did they do? What did they try to put on a (laughs) t-shirt? Okay. Well, what had happened was... An entrepreneur named Frank Brunetti founded a clothing brand in 1990 to question authority and the assumptions in society. Very 90s. Yeah. Very 90s. Very Heathers. Very. Mm -hmm. So he said his company's name stands for Friends You Can't Trust. The words he put on his hats, shirts, hoodies, I've seen those fucked. Spells fucked. Yeah. In 2011, Brunetti sought to register the mark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. 21 years later, Frank. Correct. He wanted benefits for his way. He didn't want anyone to take his fucked and put it on other shit. But for the last 20 years or whatever, people have been taking fucked and putting it on shit, making money off of his shit. He hasn't owned or trademarked fucked. So he's been going to the courts all of this time. Now... (sighs) Can we, get, can we get some help? Can a person who invented something have it? <sighs> Frank was fucked. <laughs> so exactly. on Monday, fucked Frank brought his case back to the Supreme Court and the court decided to reverse the ban and ruled in favor of fucked Frank and is now allowing the trademark fuck to be trademarked. Okay. Quote, we hold that this provision infringes the First Amendment, Justice Elena Kagan wrote in the majority opinion. (laughs) Elena Kagan. Because it disfavors certain ideas. Kagan wrote the statute does not draw the line at lewd, sexually explicit, or profane remarks. Instead, it covers the universe of immoral or scandalous material. A law disfavoring ideas that offend discriminate based on viewpoint in violation of the First Amendment. Mm. Hello. No one understood that. Basically, she's saying um, that ban, that bar cannot you. We don't have the right to draw a line at something that's sexually explicit or profane because. Oh, they're going to completely take away that old rule. Entirely. And this is the precedent from Frank Brunetti for fucked. Almost. Yes. Like you can't say I want to molest your daughter. 
you can't well if then you get into a thing of you know you can't incite violence you can't okay but immoral and scandalous will then so basically what they yeah they took that bullshit away right Kate, also that wasn't even falling under it anyway right because then she's saying who decides right who decides what vo- viewpoint right but also okay. for the record so, for 21 years they should have been um disproving that they should have oh. been like it doesn't say fucked it says friends you can't trust well that's what he was saying and it's like so and that's what so kagan clarence thomas the ginsburg samuel Alito, the gator the gator <laughs> um alito kavanaugh and gorsuch all agreed justice john roberts and stephen breyer and sonia satomayor concurred in part and dissented in part so which is what makes it kind of meh. alito <sighs> suggested that congress could step in in cases where they weren't sure if it was immoral or scandalous and that's where it gets into like a, a gray area our decision does not prevent congress from adopting a more carefully focused statute that precludes the registration of marks containing vulgar terms that play no real part in the expression of ideas alito wrote in a concurring opinion the opinion so that kind of an opinion that he just said there's never going to be a way right ever no to they're always going to let the government come in and be like can't do that right. like kathy griffin couldn't trademark those fuck trump right. coffee bugs that leah bought us right and that would be because then they would be that's particularly right. about the president and they're never going to let that fly. right but she still is making money on it right exactly <laughs> roberts Breyer, and sotomayor would have saved part of the statute that prohibits scandalous trademarks Breyer said or Breyer said he would do so because these attention grabbing words may lead to the creation of public spaces that many will find repellent, perhaps on occasion creating the risk of verbal altercations or even physical confrontations. And even then again, who's to decide? You can't, you know what I mean? You can't control, you know, you, you're not, nobody's going to be the controller of that. So just think he wrote about how you might react if you saw someone wearing a T-shirt or using a product emblazoned with an odious racial epithet. Sotomayor added that the court's decision will beget unfortunate results. So they're worried about they're worried about inciting violence is what they're worried about and race racial stuff. Okay. Right. OK. The justices struggled with what line to draw on which words they would find to be the most vulgar and profane. That's why, in part, Roberts and Breyer and Sotomayor penned opinions that partially agreed and partially dissented. I wondered to myself in the courtroom, did the gator get up and say, Today, we're going to give our opinion on the fucked matter. And I would like to say, oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. Justice Kavanaugh. Excuse me. Justice Kavanaugh gets up. Justice Ginberg, I just want to say that I wish I had a fuck shirt for my hearing. And if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to buy a fucked hoodie for Christine Jazzy Blasey Ford. Compliments of me. Because, you know, he wants to. Ultimately, even though they left room for Congress to step in and try and make some stupid constitutional amendment or statute that wants to define what's immoral speech or what's inciting violence, they know they can't and not they, there had to be dissenting because if they do, it will make it so the president of the United States we currently have will have to remove his actual mouth and face and, <laughs> and, never, Twitter be, account. and, and never be able to have fingers or go near his phone exactly or tweet. Additionally, it reminds us that it isn't up to anyone but your own conscience as to what's immoral speech or not. And unless you're inciting actual violence, if a person wants and chooses to be a disgusting pig and wear something or sport something that we all find abhorrent, it's up to us to ignore it. To kick their ass. Or kick <laughs> their jump, ass. To jump them in the street. Or that. <laughs> and up to them to continue being a piece of shit or not. Also, where can I buy one of these shirts? 
Also, morality isn't legislated, governed, or policed by anyone but your own self. And at least this week, the Supreme Rap Court affirmed this, and I, for one, feel just a little less fucked. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much and we're so grateful for all 14 of you. Please, please consider joining our Patreon podcast. I know I say it every week, <laughs> beginning and end of the show, and I'm never going to stop saying it. If you haven't yet, it's $1 for one hour and $2 for two hours. Mm-hmm. No politics, no ads, no Trump, and no pressure to join the fucking Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to check out some free episodes and see if you like it. And if you don't want to join the Patreon and you feel guilty, what you can do is go on your phone and leave us an iTunes review. I know not all of you listen to this podcast on iTunes. Um, you know, you do Spotify or cast box or freaking there's a million um you know like podcaster there's a million podcast apps but we want to get the itunes reviews up mm-hmm. right now we're just shooting for over 1300 yep. we got like 12 1222 yeah 1280 or something 1280. so um go on there and leave a leave a review if you don't want to join the patreon and for the people that really um want to matter we need you to do both <laughs> also we're selling t-shirts on our website with a $25 donation, you can, I mean, you cannot lose is basically, okay? You can get all the shirts, the drugs, I don't need your notes, babe, the uh, the the classic of us. Uh, the with DGP the note, shirt. The DGP shirt. Um, I don't, no one knows I'm gay. There's just, and some of the shirts, yes, it's true. Dumpling has sat on them, so you might find yourself with some cat hair with it. Specialty dumpling cat hair. That's now right. that is... That's a treat. It's a treat. That's a treat. It's free shipping. So, you know, you're going to get it in a shitty bag that with a wrinkled <laughs> shirt, with a handwritten, you know, messed up. We op- had to reopen it. Julie's like, oh, fuck, I forgot to put the scrunchie in. And then we reopen it. We tape it back together. We don't care. We're not. We don't buy cards for people. We give. Julie actually gives more better wrapped gifts than me. But I mean, I'll wrap gifts with like like mailers like bed bath and beyond mailers and shit like i don't have you know i can't with any of that so that's how we're giving it to you we want you guys if you're interested you know um and as always it's been real and it's been fun but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb and brexit it's been brexit how'd you do i see you've met my faithful hand in hand He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet Transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy 
Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man. With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 